Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Not exactly a stellar year for college football in the state of Florida. Seems pretty cut and dry who the best coach in Florida at the FBS level has been. But man, is it a debate to talk about who the worst coach has been. Oh, look who's back. Christina Costanza hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Man, has this been not exactly a banner year. For college football here in Florida, we're getting near and near to the finish line. And yesterday, we saw a spectacle that leads me to believe we now have a clear front runner for a worst college football coach in the state. At least the job they've done this year, and he uh, he doesn't reside in Coral Gables. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app. And on your smart speaker, Anna John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the Intracoastal, Phillips Point Towers. Uh, that Intracoastal, by the way, is uh, hot and disgusting, again, and also rainy. Uh, Christina Costanza, who yesterday felt ill. She was sick. She has the sniffles, decided she wasn't well enough to be at work. Oh, she's brave today, and she's back in here running things until 1 o'clock. I thought it was best, and you can kind of hear it right now, that I should stay home. Yeah, you are congested. Yeah, I thought it was best that I stay home yesterday and not get anyone, you know, possibly some germs from me. <laughs> um, but today I had to come to work today because tomorrow, you know, I leave for the remainder of the week. And I had to, you know, speak yeah. before I leave. Okay, good, good. Yep. So you had to speak before I you had leave. To, I had it. to let everyone know, you know, <laughs> where I'll be the next few days good. and what's going on. Palm Beach County Treasure Coast, we are waiting on bated breath to hear you speak about what you're <laughs> doing. We will get to that, actually, in a couple of moments. And I don't want to derail what's going to be discussed at length on Home Team, but I do have some pertinent questions for you based off of information that I learned yesterday. But let's oh. start today with college football. Uh, I'm going to go through the records of the college football teams, Division One level, the FBS teams in the state of Florida here in 2021. Florida Gators, they are four and four. Miami Hurricanes, four and four. Florida State, three and five. UCF, five and three. FAU, five and three. USF, two and six. FIU, one and seven. Those are the seven FBS teams. Uh, you hear those records, and yeah, Tina, we're not talking national championships this year in the state of Florida. No, that wasn't too good. No, it's That's not. not too hot. It, it is not good. Uh, I think that there is a pretty clear answer, and I'll open it up to all of you, but I think there's a pretty clear answer about who has been the best coach in the state of Florida this year. And Florida State fans, I'm sorry to tell you, it's Willie Tackard at FAU. And I know that he's your favorite punching bag. I know that you love to make cracks and make jokes about Willie Taggart and blame him for everything that uh, was uh, tossed on Tallahassee, even though he inherited an absolute disaster from Jimbo Fisher and got a year and a half to try and sort through the crap. But what Willie Taggart this year at Florida Atlantic is doing, 
going to get Nikosi Perry, having him transfer from Miami, turning Nikosi Perry into a potential All-American, inheriting a team that had gone through turnover, didn't meet his full football team until August of 2020 and had to play a rushed, expedited season last year, now has them in a position playing Marshall on Saturday night for what could end up being the game if FAU takes care of business that sends them to the Conference USA Championship game and being at the helm of a football program that is likely in two years' time going to the AAC to replace UCF. Willie Taggart has done the best job of any FBS coach in the state of Florida. But what about Gus Malzahn at UCF? Yeah, I know that there have been injuries, but what Willie Taggart has done at Florida Atlantic exceeds what UCF has done. Florida Atlantic is going to be playing for a championship, it looks like. UCF's not going to be in the championship discussion in the American. Willie Taggart's done the best job of any FBS coach, Division I college football coach in the state of Florida. But I ask you, maybe you think it is Gus Melzahn. Maybe you think Mike Norvell has turned things in, uh, around enough at Florida State, showing signs of life, a pulse. Who do you think has done the best job, Division I college football head coach in 2021 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm I think that question though is pretty common sense Willie Taggart is the best FBS coach in the state of Florida in 2021 Florida Atlantic could win a championship under him he has taken what he has and he is maximizing it the actual discussion comes in who has been the biggest disappointment of a head coach in 2021. And you look at Miami and Manny Diaz, we are talking about his job every single day. Every day. Is Manny fired? Is Manny fired? When is Manny going to be fired? When is Miami going to fire Manny Diaz? Who are the candidates going to be? How are we going to turn this around? Why can't we uh, see Miami ever be relevant again in the national championship picture? Well, there's a lot of layers to that, but it looks like Manny Diaz is at least going to stick around. Manny Diaz, what the Canes have done the last two weeks, it's actually impressive. And it does seem like Tyler Van Dyke, the freshman quarterback, is a thing. He's a dude. He outdueled Kenny Pickett, a Heisman candidate. You can say goodbye to that, by the way, Pitt fans. But Tyler Van Dyke's real. The Canes do have a sense of belief. And you may not like Manny Diaz, but he's pulled it together to get him to a point where they're 500 when it looked like this whole thing was going to collapse face first onto pavement. And the Canes are going to play in a bowl game. If it wasn't for... A freshman kicker hitting an upright at the end of the Virginia game. The Canes would control their own destiny in the ACC Coastal right now. It could very well be in Charlotte. But Manny Diaz, as bad of a coach as he may be, and especially what you think he is, he started to cinch it up a little bit. These guys haven't quit on him. And I think that says something. Like Manny Diaz is not dead yet, and the Canes aren't dead yet. They're not what you want them to be, but they're never going to be what you want them to be. They're never going to compete for national championships again. But they're competitive. It made you proud the last two weeks. And if you're miserable that the Canes won because you want to see Manny Diaz fired, now, that's a bad look on you. Speaking of bad looks, let's go to Gainesville, shall we? 
a team that actually looks like it's starting to quit on its coach, and that's the Florida Gators, and that's Dan Mullen. This thing is a disaster. Dan Mullen brought in a, a, a really, really household name in Gainesville, going to compete for national championships, part of the glory days under Urban Meyer. And this thing has turned ugly. And it started last year when he began to act crazy. He said weird things. He did weird things in the middle of the worst part of the pandemic after losing to Texas A&M. He basically threw out a veiled threat to the Florida administration that they better open all the seats for the swamp for the next week's game. He was trying to fight a Mizzou player at halftime last year. He, after the loss in their bowl game, said, oh, we didn't have to be here. Oh, thanks for entertaining us, Dan. This is a guy who hasn't been able to recruit because he got a show cause penalty slapped on him. He's just acting insane. And then it continued yesterday. Florida got blasted at Georgia, against Georgia, in Jacksonville. I mean, not competitive. And after the game, Kirby Smart, the Georgia head coach was talking about what it takes to be successful. Kirby Smart, who's recruited the hell out of Georgia. Kirby Smart, who arguably has the best defense in the history of college football. And he was asked, is it coaching or is it recruiting? And this is what Kirby Smart had to say about that. Guys, if you don't recruit, there's no coach out there that can out-coach recruiting. Okay, I, I don't care who you are. The best coach to ever play the game better be a good recruiter. Because no coaching is going to out-coach players. I mean, anybody will tell you our defense is good because we have good players. So spending time on the phone, you know, spending time with people at your house, spending time with people when they come to your campus. You know, I'm not with my family when I'm doing that. My family sacrifices so that I can go and spend time with other people's families so that we have good players. So, you know, that's 25% evaluation. That's 50% recruiting. And another 25% is going to be coaching. But if you don't recruit, guys, you got no chance. It's a pretty level-headed, common-sense explanation about how to succeed in college football, right, Tina? Yeah. It sounds pretty good to me. Let's put that up against yesterday when Dan Mullen was asked about recruiting, the importance of it, and where they stand right now in the middle of a tough season. Here's Dan Mullen, the fearless leader of the University of Florida. Uh, coach, the uh, topic of recruiting has come up a lot in the last couple of days from a few angles. Uh, is it a different approach needed for the, the level no. of consistency? Well, we're, we're in the season right now. We'll do recruiting after the season. And when it gets this recruiting time, we can talk about recruiting. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, Next question. Hmm. Okay. Pretty insightful. Spoken like a man who hasn't been allowed to recruit because he committed NCAA violations. Because he's been nothing but weird and twitchy and insane for the last year and a half. Dan Mullen, something's off there. He's he's not acting normal. I don't know if he has a tapeworm or what. (laughs) But he is off. And you have Kirby Smart, Florida's direct rival. Yeah, you got to recruit. You got to make relationships. You got to be on it. This thing is 50% recruiting. And then only 25% of it is my ability to coach. Dan Mullen. Uh, well, we'll talk about recruiting after the season. By the way, they're down to number 22 in the ESPN recruiting rankings right now. 
for a guy that was brought in to bring in five stars. Dan Mullen has done, and it's not close. I dare you to try and explain to me why Manny Diaz has been a bigger disappointment as a head coach than Dan Mullen, who almost sort of feels like he's trying to get heaved out of Florida with that buyout. Dan Mullen has far and away been the most disappointing coach Division I college football in Florida this year. So for you, who has been the most disappointing? Who's done the worst job as a college football coach in Florida this year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Again, 888-760-3776. Which Division I coach has done the best job in Florida this year in what has been a really rough year for college football in Florida? And which coach has done the worst job? Because for me, the best is Willie Taggart at Florida Atlantic. The worst is Dan Mullen at Florida. Florida being 4-4 four and four with the contract that guy is making, with the athletes he has in there, he can't find a quarterback. They don't have a running game anymore. They don't have a defense at all. And now Dan Mullen doesn't want to talk about recruiting on a day where they fall out of the national top 20. Oh, and, and Tina, guess what Dan Mullen did after that exchange yesterday. So I don't want to talk about recruiting. Press conference ends. He sees that he's being criticized for that response. Guess what Dan Mullen did? What? He canceled all media availability for him, his coaches, and his players the rest of the week. Of course he did. The word that comes to mind (laughs) when someone like that acts like that is um, coward. Childish? Yes. Either one works. Dan Mullen not only is a disappointment as a coach this year, but he's sort of a flat-out coward. Who does that? Like That's the equivalent of me. If I'm doing this show, and I have a p- couple of people call and say, uh, I-, I don't like your voice, or I don't like the point you made, or you breathe weird, and I say, ah, you know what? Scrap the whole damn week. You can listen to Bart Hahn. I, that's the That would be cowardly of me. Dan Mullen is one of the highest paid people in the state of Florida. And think how many grifters we have in this state who just take advantage of other people to make money. Like That's an accomplishment. When you're on the up and up and you're making more money than anyone in this state of Florida, usually you're having to rip off an entire family and take all of their savings to get rich in the state of Florida. And there's, trust me when I tell you, people listening right now, there are some of you who are shady like that. You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) But Dan Mullen, Gators fans deserve accountability. They deserve an explanation about recruiting and where it's at and how they're doing right now because A, Dan Mullen's the head coach, and B, he put Florida at a recruiting disadvantage because he broke the rules and wasn't allowed to do any recruiting for the last year. Seems pretty cut and dry to me, right? Nah. Dan Mullen, it's not even close. Manny Diaz has at least helped that team rally. There's a belief in that locker room. 
win at home against NC State, go to Pitt, hang on and win there, and instill belief in a freshman quarterback. They're still playing for him. They're still fighting for him. There's a lot of Canes fans that wish that Miami would just quit so that the Canes could easily push Manny Diaz out the door. But that's not how it's played out. Miami's going to become bowl eligible. Miami might win out. In fact, the toughest game the rest of the way for Miami is probably Florida State. And I think that says a little bit about the job Mike Norvell has done. They are sort of half a dumpster fire right now. Like, the fire department's come, and they've started to put some foam on it. And it's, it's still burning, but it's better. Dan Mullen, I, I actually don't know what the identity of his team is, what he wants that program to be, and I don't know what direction it's going in. Because Dan Mullen is not producing results on the field, and then very much like his predecessor, who faked death threats in order to get himself out the door in Gainesville, uh, he's struggling to face criticism. Jim McElwain was a very sensitive soul. Dan Mullen starting to feel a little bit like Jim McElwain. Who has been the best Division I college football coach in the state of Florida this year? Who has been the worst Division I college football coach in the state of Florida this year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweet at ESPN West Palm. I mean, think about this. Wait, I'm going to get criticism after being absolutely blown out of the water by Georgia? And Georgia has out-recruited Florida since 2016. And how dare I get a question about recruiting? You know what? Not only am I done talking to you, I'm done talking to you evil reporters for the rest of the week. Oh, coaches? Nope, no access. Players? Ah, not getting access to them. Dan Mullen. I mean, that's like thumb-sucking childish stuff. You're right, Tina. Yeah. It's childish. Seriously. He's just upset. Like, if I if I came up to you and I said, hey, Tina, I don't think you, you ran the show particularly well. I just, I, I think it needs to be better. You wouldn't sit there and go, ah, just like break down in tears no. and run away. No. Never. This is a grown-ass man who makes a ton of money. I mean, a bleep load of money. And that's how he's going to behave? Dan Mullen is Jim McElwain, except Dan Mullen has like weird, crazy things he does. <laughs> He's impulsive and bizarre. Where Jim McElwain was just soft. I, I don't know the direction Florida goes in now. I, I have no clue. And you have to make a decision on your quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson did not look good against Georgia, but he's the far superior physical specimen but if you can't find a way for him to succeed, you know what he's going to do? He's going to transfer. And guess who's already in his on his Twitter hitting likes on Anthony Richardson tweets? Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Of course Lane yeah. is. I mean, right now Florida is sixth in the SEC in recruiting. Sixth. At Florida. That's bad. And you're 4-4, four and four, and your coach doesn't want to talk about recruiting until the end of the season? Uh, Dan... Dan, recruiting time is not at the end of the season. Like this is recruiting time right now. Though for the last year it hasn't been recruiting time for you because you um you broke the rules and got yourself in trouble. That's on you, man. You got to answer to that. Who's done the best job in college football in Florida this year and what's been a down year? 
For me, it's Willie Taggart. Who's done the worst job this year in Division I college football in Florida? For me, it's Dan Mullen. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And uh, tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Tina, where are we going? Sean in West Palm. Sean's in West Palm. Sean, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Good, man. Okay, so the reason why I make the case for Manny Diaz being the biggest disappointment is because, remember, he sacrificed, I think, about $9 million to get him to come back to mm-hmm. Miami. I'm not sure what uh, Dan Mullen's uh, salary is, but both of them are equally disappointing. I would say me, because I'm a Canes fan, yeah. I would say that Manny Diaz is a bigger disappointment because of the money we spent on him, and we can't just throw away $9 million, so we're stuck with him you know, for the duration, you know, whenever they get tired of it. But I think he's the biggest disappointment because he's had three years to kind of, like, turn that program around. And, yes, they're making strides toward better. But for what he has worked with and the time he has had to work with, he's been the biggest disappointment. Sean, let me ask you, and let me ask you, and you can't say national championship. What is your, what's your goal for the Hurricanes every year? Like, what makes you a happy fan? If they, if they were to accomplish what, that would satisfy you? Two things. Beat Florida State every year and at least win your division. Okay, that's reasonable. At least be the top of the, you know, you know. Sean, that is remarkably reasonable. That is remarkably reasonable. And I think that, and I've talked about it, I think that's what the Canes need to strive for every year. And maybe once every seven or eight years, you win some games, you get a good schedule, and you're able to be in the national championship conversation. That's reasonable. That's good. And Manny Diaz has not been able to provide that. Thanks for the call, Sean. So in that vein, absolutely. Manny Manny Diaz has been a complete body of work disappointment in Miami. This year has been a disappointment. But you clearly had a banged-up De'Eric King. You weren't going to win at Alabama. Michigan State is still undefeated. That ends up being a loss at home that was disappointing, but Michigan State's now in the national championship conversation. Your guys could have quit, and they didn't. Manny Diaz has saved his job. He's not getting fired, and those guys are still playing for him. At Florida, I don't think you can say the same thing. By the way, Dan Mullen has an annual salary of $7.6 million a year. Oh my gosh. Third uh, highest paid coach in the SEC. Okay? So, making too much money to be canceling media because he got his feelings hurt with a question about recruiting. And that's childish, cowardly stuff. 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, 22 years of guiding the sports executives of tomorrow, teaching you all you need to know to get into the sports industry. That's the FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Take courses online or on campus in Boca Raton. Catered to you to make sure you're getting the most out of it. You get what you put into it, and then you get jobs in the sports industry. They've been doing it again for 22 years. We're talking college athletics. We're talking the pros. We're talking at the local level. They find work in sports when you get your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA sport. The FAU MBA sport management program. The biggest story in college football is not Dan Mullen. It's a stripper and her monkey. She's Christina Costanza. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3.
Here's Ken Lavica. I have something important to say. Hershey's candy bars are just sort of lame. You're lame. Like, if I'm fine having, like, almonds in them. No almonds. Nuts. No. But does anybody... No, no, no. Does does anybody really like plain Hershey's bars? Yes, I do. It's not even good chocolate. Yes, it is. What's your favorite candy? Don't you dare Not that. Say, don't you dare say Almond Joy. Oh, Almond Joy is terrible. Okay, thank goodness. I'm, I'd rather I'm be glad we're on dumped the same into page. a vat of lava. Oh, me too. I'm glad we're on the same page. Awful. I don't even know why anybody would like that. Uh, my favorite my favorite candy is probably... Um, or I guess maybe chocolate. Probably. Yeah, it's something chocolatey. Oh, it's uh, peanut butter M&M's. I don't know why I got so excited about it. Yes, peanut butter M&M's. M&M's are okay. <clears throat> I mean, okay. Those are okay. I'm not taking. Have you it. tried the new brownie ones? No. Oh, they're. And I'm so also nice. not taking anything you say seriously because you enjoy plain Hershey's bars <laughs> like a lame. <laughs> what? You- <laughs> We're gonna get into this later, I know. But you also called me. What'd you call me before the show? Uh, <laughs> with the. We're gonna get to it later. Oh, with your pill? Yeah. Oh, so before the show, you can turn the music off. I don't. Who cares? We don't need to sound professional because I need to talk about this real quick. Before we get to um, we get to uh, the biggest story in college football, and that involves a monkey and a small child and a stripper. Um, <laughs> before the show, you're like, uh, Ken, uh, when you take pills, uh, do you put it in your mouth first, then drink water? Uh, I'm like, yes, because I'm a a, a normal person. <laughs> And he called I'm me like, a mutant. That's I'm like, what it what? was. I'm like, what? Do you do you put water in and then the pill like a mutant? And you're like, yeah, that's what <laughs> I do. So I, I just need to figure out the logistics of this. Do you tilt your head back and pour the water in like it's a bird bath and then you drop the pill in and swallow it? Like, are you a Venus flytrap? What are you? Okay, I don't have to put my head back to to drink water like a so Be- like a bed bath, whatever you you <laughs> just take bath. A, you t- a bed bath. <laughs> you take a sip of water, whatever you're drinking, just regularly. Then you throw your head back, and then you put the pill in. That is the stupidest thing I've ever. I heard. don't like the pill just sitting on my tongue and that what? nasty taste just getting in my mouth. Hold your breath. It's sitting on my tongue. Like you can't. I can't. How hold- long does it take you to drink water? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Are you actually going to the well like, and I, scooping it out and then taking a little <laughs> tiny spoon and putting it in your mouth? I feel like there's a theory though where you know you can you're able to swallow. Like, say I just took two pills for you know, so I hopefully feel better. Mm-hmm. That that will like go down my throat and not get stuck. If like I have the water in my mouth already and then I take the pill. But if it's sitting on my tongue, it may just get stuck on my tongue. Holy hell, dude. I I have never met anyone like you. <laughs> Who taught you how to take pills? I don't know. I hated I hated taking liquid medicine as a kid, so I've taken pills forever. No, like a weirdo. No. I just I don't like it getting stuck on I don't like that taste on my tongue. And that taste you get in your mouth if like the pill sticks to you. Does anybody else like Tina put in the water first, then the pill in your mouth? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because this goes past the psychos who put in the milk and then the cereal. This is actually like this is truly psychotic. Need to go see a professional behavior. <laughs> Do you put does anybody like Tina put the water in their mouth first and then the pill? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Stop distracting me. I have a story to tell, okay? Okay. Because I want to tell the story of Texas special teams coordinator 
Jeff Banks. Anybody who follows college football knows that Texas is in a bad way right now. And it all started uh, at, uh, at, at the, the Cotton Bowl when they lost to Oklahoma in one of the more epic fourth quarter collapses that you're ever going to find. But that, they have followed that up with two more blown losses. Like They just look bad. They're falling apart. Steve Sarkeesian, people are already calling for his job. Jeff Banks is a special teams coordinator. And hey, a special teams coordinator, pretty innocuous, right? You don't really think about him on a regular basis. Well, let me tell you about Jeff Banks. Apparently, a couple of years ago, he befriended a stripper, as you do. He had a wife and kids. He decided he was in love with the stripper and left his wife and kids for said stripper. It turns out that this stripper owns a monkey. This monkey has assisted said stripper in her pole act for years. There are photos of her high-fiving the monkey after a performance (laughs) while the monkey is wrapped around the pole. (laughs) They live in Austin, Texas, and Jeff Banks and his stripper lover decided to have a haunted house in Austin (laughs) on Sunday for all of the neighborhood. So little kids came over, and everybody's having a grand time. Well, one of the kids decided to go further into the yard than anybody thought they were allowed to, including the occupants of the home, Jeff Banks, and the stripper girlfriend. That is where the monkey that belongs to the stripper lives. The little kid apparently approached the monkey. The monkey apparently bit the kid and... The monkey had to be pried (gasps) off of the child. So if you thought things were bad for Texas the last three weeks, things are about to get worse. Now, I also want to tell you what the name of our stripper friend is, okay? This stripper previously performed on the Jerry Springer Show, went on nationwide tours with her monkey, Under the name, Pole Assassin. (laughs) In fact, Pole Assassin herself has not been happy about what she believes is an assassination of her character. Last night, she just tweeted through it, including going to Instagram, where she made sure that she laid out where all of the partying at her house was and where the monkey was in proximity, trying to defend herself after the monkey bit a young trick-or-treater. Here is the video directed by Pole Assassin. This is sad that people have to go all out of the way to prove that a person is lying. Here's the gate. Here's where all the haunted house action happened. And yes, I do clean up fast gone (laughs) here's the (laughs) gate that every child and parent was told to turn around at when they got to it was closed and blocked off with balloons Ah, this is how far the kid went in my backyard without permission all the way over here to where my animals live and watch this i don't even play when it comes to my animals Mm -hmm. and i know all the legal rules on them Mm -hmm. do not enter emotional support animals Mm -hmm. no touching Mm -hmm. How could she viciously bite someone if they don't stick their hand in there where it don't belong? This is her home and her home only. 
It's already clear as day on the gate. Don't touch. No one's allowed back here. So there you go. All right. So she has laid it out. So guess what happened after that? Sounds like she got a call from her lawyer and all of those videos and all of those tweets disappeared. <gasps> yeah. Oh, no. She probably shouldn't have just tried to go online and defend herself that way. Yeah. So let me recap. Let me recap. Special teams coordinator, Texas. Lost three in a row. Steve Sarkeesian, head coach, already under fire. Jeff Banks, wife and kids, left them for a stripper friend. They moved to Austin. Stripper friend has a monkey who she performs with. Stripper friend who previously performed on Jerry Springer's show. Stripper friend who organized a haunted house at her home with the monkey that lives in the back. Trick or treater gets in the backyard, gets bit by pole assassin monkey. <laughs> Does that, is that a good summation? Oh, that was great. The University of Texas is the best. Never stop providing content. A monkey is a pet. I get emotional support animals. A monkey's a different one. I'd probably go for a dog. Probably not a monkey. Though here in Florida, I feel like exotic pets are like the norm. I had a friend who had a monkey. You had a friend who had a monkey? Growing up, she had a monkey, yeah. That's not normal. It was actually really sad how the monkey passed away. Oh, please tell me. You you really want to know? Yeah, did it get grabbed out of midair by some creature no it, it hurt itself because it, it had because my friend's mom had her like the baby like the monkey was so like attached to the mom when the mom ended up having a baby it was it didn't get the attention anymore mm-hmm. and then it ended up hurting itself that is why you don't own a cat own a dog own a an iguana but do we really need to be owning monkeys and for all of you morons who own chimps and There's a monkey on TikTok. Risk. There's a monkey on TikTok that's uh, of famous. Of course there is. Yeah. And of course you know that. And of it's on course my for you, page. you follow it. You are you're I mean, you're 15 mutant, years old. A mutant, according to you. You are 15 years old. Who's on the phone? <laughs> Nana Crystal's here to back me up with this pill and water. Uh, Nana Crystal, I I I appreciate how wise you are, but I I'm having a, you're gonna back Tina here with the put the water in the mouth first and then the pill. You have to put the water first so that you don't get the taste of the pill. Yes! You don't get the pill stuck in the back of your throat. Uh, Yes! The fluid facilitates the swallowing of the pill. Only psychopaths on movies (laughs) chew and eat pills with no water. You Uh, psychopath, Ken. Nana Crystal. Now, you're a very, very sensible person, and we've known each other for a long time, and I always enjoy my conversations with you. (laughs) I, I, so my grandfather used to swallow pills without any sort of liquid whatsoever. You're right. Like, that's, that's just like, yeah, but I use water at least, Uh. but I can, I'm tough enough to handle the icky taste on my tongue, Tina, and then you put the water in. So you do that too? Do you do like the bird bath? Put your tilt your head all the way up and fill it with water and then drop the pill in on a crystal? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that man. way you don't taste anything. Yes. Nothing gets stuck anywhere. It's just like you never had it. What world am I Love living you, in? Love you, Nana and Crystal. I started that. I started that as a kid because that was also the way I ate my vegetables. (laughs) If my mom made me eat peas, Uh that's the way I ate peas. One pea at a time. You put some Kool-Aid in your mouth and then you drop the peas Uh, in. Now that... that I actually wholeheartedly endorse Nana yes. Crystal, and I, I appreciate the call, and I can't believe that <laughs> Tina has a defender on this, and, and I can't Nana believe Crystal. it's Nana Crystal yes. who's a defender of Tina on this. 
Uh, so you had a friend who had a monkey as a pet, and the monkey hurt itself because it couldn't detach from the mom. Yeah. That's why you don't own monkeys. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. I had... I never had a friend. I lived in suburban Chicago, so I never had a friend who had an exotic pet. We're a little, have friends? little less wild up there than it is down here. Because I know people here have tigers. Yep. They have uh, a lot of crazy stuff. Peacocks. When I was in middle school, we were on a lockdown because there was uh, someone in Loxhatchee had like a zoo and a tiger got loose. <laughs> I feel like that happens in Loxahatchee like every two weeks. Like that's probably pretty normal. It might. Normal. I'm not in middle school anymore over there, so it might. Uh, so the most exotic pet that anyone had that I knew was an ex-girlfriend of mine in junior high. She was actually my first kiss. Her name was Lauren. So I think I might have told you the story. Lauren, I met her, and she was like three inches taller than me, uh-huh. which, which was good for me at the time because okay. I was always short. Turns out, though, she had scoliosis. And so then she had surgery, and then she grew like another six inches after the <gasps> surgery, so she was like towering over me. So she had a guinea pig, and the guinea pig, she like lived for this guinea pig, and it was just loud, and it was annoying, and it smelled bad, cute, but just smelled terrible. But I would go over to her house, and so after she had the surgery, we hadn't kissed yet, so she, she had this big bulky brace on, and like, you know when you know it's time, like, yes. hey, this is going to happen. Like, we've been dating uh, for a yes. while. So like, we're just like, sitting, <laughs> the only place she could comfortably sit was like on her floor because <laughs> she had this big ass plastic brace on, right? And so like, it comes time to like have the first kiss. And I swear to God, like, I could not, I could not like maneuver around the brace. And then she tries to like lean over and she's like, oh, it hurts my back. <laughs> and then like, it ended up just being like a terrible, like quick kiss. And then that was it. Uh, because again, she was recovering from scoliosis and neither of us could find the right way to lean in because uh, she had an extra 25 pounds on her back. Wow. I love pretty how romantic, you, right? Pretty romantic. I love how you like somehow turn this into exotic pets and your first kiss. With- mm-hmm. My first yeah. kiss, my first kiss. <laughs> Is a guinea pig exotic? Yeah, exotic enough. They're from the desert. I had a guinea pig. Oh, okay. I had two. I'm surprised you didn't have a tiger or a llama <laughs> or something crazy like that. I would have loved a... I, at one point, was really into alpacas. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, man. Between that between that and your stupid way of taking pills... Um, but yeah, so so my first kiss was with someone who was uh, three weeks removed from uh, major scoliosis surgery. You're so sweet. <sighs> Hot. <laughs> 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. We have a lot to do, including Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Can the family of the young trick-or-treater who was bit by the stripper's monkey in Texas sue? We'll ask him when we come back, and he may end his partnership with us right after I ask him about it. She's Christina Costanza. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Yep, that's me. What did you call yourself in the break, Tina? The Topics... Tina the Topic Starter. starter. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, hate man. me. No, no, I, I, I appreciate you. I mean, you are weird as hell. But I appreciate you. Uh, Tina will preview her bachelor party, her bachelorette party, that she is uh, going on starting tomorrow with a bus with two pregnant women in. 16-hour drive, two pregnant women bus going up to Nashville. 4.30 a.m., that's where we're we're heading out. Solid planning, Tina. That should go splendidly, right? It's going to be great. You know how often pregnant women pee, right? Both of my pregnant friends, though. One's a nurse, one's a teacher. They've learned how to hold it. A little bit. That's not good. 
You're so you in your quest to get to Nashville quicker are gonna be responsible for two UTIs. Good. <laughs> Good. I hope you're proud of yourself. As if pregnant women don't have enough going on. Hey, they said it to me. I'll go. I'll stop whenever they need to, but they're going to go every single time we stop. (laughs) Oh, God, that's going to be a disaster. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106. Oh, but have fun. Oh, We'll get to Pat Lawler. Lawler, an associate's personal injury attorney. She's our sports agent insider, our sports law insider in just a moment. Uh, Need to uh, go to Boca first, bring in Jay. Jay, you're on Ken Levick alive. What's up, Jay? Yeah, so to back you up, you, you actually missed the freakiest thing that Tina did, <laughs> which was she, she said very quickly that she took pills as a child, which means, <laughs> the, which, which means that the entire $10 billion pediatric liquid <laughs> medicine, uh-huh. she just threw that out, yeah. which is why she now does this bird thing with the... <laughs> I, Jay, you know yeah. what? I am taking the bird thing. You, I, I am going to take that from you, and I'll credit you every time I use it. But every time that we mention Tina taking pills, it will be now known as the bird thing. The bird Thanks thing. to Jay and Boca. <laughs> Appreciate it, Jay. Thank you. And, you know, you realize as a kid, they have bubblegum flavor. They have grape flavor. I did they not like. orange flavor. Okay, grape, disgusting. I did not like anything liquid. I hated it. I would rather take a massive pill than any liquid medicine. To this day, hate liquid medicine. A massive pill. A massive pill <laughs> over any liquid. I could just imagine, like, you know when you, you give your dog a pill and you cut it in half and you have to put it in, like, a hot dog and then, like, rub it down yeah. their throat? I imagine that's how Tina would take a pill. Like, you put you wrap it in bacon and you stick it in her throat and then you rub her throat <laughs> until it goes into her belly. Uh, on that note, let's bring in a man who joins us every Tuesday here on Ken LeVick Alive. Pat Lawler was an NFL agent for over 20 years. He represented players like Patrick Peterson, Super Bowl champ Tyron Matthew for the last five years, an adjunct professor teaching sports law in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and he is the finest personal injury attorney in the area, Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. It's Pat Lawler with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Pat, I have a whole bunch of things I need to check off the list here with you. So first of all, uh, the sports thing we talked about before, Tina the topic creator, whatever she called herself, uh, sent us in a completely different direction. Who's done the best job as a Division One head football coach this year in Florida? Who's done the worst job? I say Taggart and Mullen, respectively, best and worst. Oh, boy. I think we crossed this bridge a couple weeks ago before Manny started winning. Uh, I got to go with Mullen. You know, I got to go with Mullen, too. I think that he's uh, dropped the ball. Grantham is not a very good coordinator, is not using that team. Uh, Willie, I'd have to go with Willie as the best. I mean, he's uh, had a couple of close ones at the end there, but a signature win this week would really... uh you know, put the mark on his season. Yep, FAU and Marshall Saturday, and in fact, in a couple of minutes, we'll give away a four-pack of tickets to see FAU and Marshall here. It's FAU Ticket Tuesday. Now, as far as taking pills is concerned, Tina proceeded to tell us today that she puts the water in her mouth first and then the pill like a, a complete mutant child. Uh, I have never met anyone who did that, and then she got backed up uh, by someone who said they do it like that as well. How do you take pills, Pat? Well, being a wimpy boy, my mom used to crush him because I couldn't yep. take him. Number one. Now I just uh, put them in there and let them slide. Pill first, drink second. Yeah, exactly. No. That's how normal people do it. 
Thank you for the common sense, Pat. Uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Go to wanttolawyerup.com for your free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com. They have decades of trial experience at Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Couple of quick things here, and then uh, we'll we'll get to the main event uh, in, in Austin, Texas. But uh, Cam Newton, the New Orleans Saints apparently don't have interest in him. That seems like it would make a lot of sense. What can his agent do? Why isn't Cam getting any looks right now? Well, I thought the same thing with New Orleans. I think he's not getting any looks because he's a problem child. I think that his attitude in New England with the vaccine and, and other issues and obviously what transpired with the Panthers over the years is somebody, they don't need problem child, a child a children in their place, and he's it. He has issues, and teams don't want to deal with that, specifically at midseason. So all as an AG could do is just show that he's physically in shape to play. That's number one. I saw that he said he's vaccinated, so that's, that's a hurdle there. But if he's physically able to play, then I think teams are still going to have him on the radar, but it's, it's going to be suspect for somebody to pull the trigger on him, depending on where they are in the, in the standing. Today, Pat, is a pretty historic day in the state of Florida. The Seminole Tribe has begun uh, sports gambling in the state. Now, they have deals with a couple of paramutuals throughout the state, including the Palm Beach Kennel Club. How does it work, the, the Seminole Tribe and the, the paramutuals that they're working with here? You know, I researched that, Ken. It's, I'm still not clear. It says there that the, uh, the paramutuals are going to market their app and they're going to get 60% of the profits. Uh, from that, and the assembly is getting 40. So it's, it's, I couldn't find any specific documentation on the agreement. It's kind of bizarre to say they're going to, quote, market the app. Mm-hmm. But if they're getting 60% of the profits to stay away from suing them, it uh, seems like a pretty good deal on its face. I don't know the specifics, but obviously this is not a done deal in a lot of aspects of the pending litigation. But I still think the pending litigation isn't going to go anywhere. I think it's all going to fail, and sports betting is here to stay. Yeah, yeah, it certainly feels like that. And now I want to ask you about the Texas special teams coach, Texas Longhorn special teams coach Jeff Banks. He has a uh, a girlfriend who we met at a strip club who was performing. Uh, her name, her performing name is Pole Assassin. She's famous for performing with uh, a monkey. That monkey lives in their backyard in Austin, Texas. A young trick-or-treater, uh, despite signs that said, uh, uh, do not enter, made his way as small children trick-or-treaters will. They just sort of wander and found the cage, and the monkey apparently bit him and had to be pried off of his hand. Uh, this started going viral last night, another distraction for the University of Texas football program. Despite the signage that said, do not enter, and despite the video that uh, Pole Assassin made last night trying to uh, plead her case, can the uh, family of the child sue and win that case? A um, couple things. One, I saw the video, too. The first thing and number one thing is a trespasser. Um, if they had proper, which it seems like she's trying to show proper locks on the gates, obviously signs are like a bad dog sign, beware of dog sign. The key thing is have proper locks or proper uh, fencing up or gates so you can't get in. If, if what the video shows true, that the young uh, boy or girl, I'm not sure what it was, went through the gate on their own and there were signs to stay away and where the monkey was all the way in the back, uh, even from my perspective, I always look at things uh, sunny side up, as I say. I think it'd be a tough case. Uh, to get back to that monkey, you got to go through a lot of hurdles, and it depends on what, um, what the, uh, 
the woman had to protect some, somebody going back there, particularly children. And, yeah. and also, Ken, a thing that we always look at in, in premise liability cases is knowledge and prior incidents. If there have been prior incidents of kids going back there, et cetera, uh, that may open the door. But I think it's going to be a really tough case for the child's family. Looks like, uh, according to Pat Lawler and his expertise, pole assassin might be off the hook. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, uh, they have uh, decades of trial experience. They're working for you. WantToLawyerUp.com. WantToLawyerUp.com for your free consultation. And real quick, Pat, uh, have you ever known anyone who's had an exotic pet? What's the, the weirdest pet anyone you've ever personally known had? Well, one of my clients had a, a uh, multiple exotic pet that got loose, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, anacondas to oh other, oh, no. uh, the, guy, the guy up at Florida State, his roommates found out that they, it, they had gotten loose and they didn't come home for two days so they caught it. That uh, is so, insane. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll keep his name secret, but he was a character up at Florida State. He had multiple wild animals in his, his apartment. It is but, a, uh, Ken, is that going to be your... Is that going to be your new Twitter name, Pole Assassin? Pole Assassin, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, I am making the change at 103 Eastern Time, so uh, stay tuned for that, okay? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's going to be team is name of a crew, and they come back from Nashville after a 16-hour yeah. drive back. Pole the Pole Assassins will be rolling back in, two pregnant women in China <laughs> on a 16-hour bus ride from Nashville to, to Port St. Lucie. Oh, my God. Uh, Pat, awesome stuff as always. I appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk next week, okay? Right, thanks, guys. Be Pat, safe. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Lawler & Associates, again, they that crew, they are looking out for you, whether it's an automobile accident, whether it's a slip and fall, whether it is a boating accident, any personal injury matter, that is Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. He is taking care of you, and he knows what he's doing. He wants to help you. He's got your back. That's Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Go to wanttolawyerup.com. Let's go ahead and quickly get Tina to our coolest moment of the weekend. The coolest moment of the weekend is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. And for the coolest moment of the week, let's hear from an NFL head coach who now always sounds like he's being taken hostage. Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. You know, today I really just kind of sat there, you know, at, you know, sitting there. It's, it's a tough loss. You know, it's a number of losses in a row, so uh, we just, I just figured we'd let the players go. I just sit there. I just, I just sit there. You know what, Brian? After watching the Dolphins play, I also just sit there. We have something in common. Sit there in despair. And that is the coolest moment of the week because you know what, Brian? I can relate. Brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. Whether you're coming back down south after staying north for the summer and the AC hasn't worked in a while and you are concerned about it or it just flat out doesn't turn on or, hey, it's already hot again. We had one day of cool weather and it's back to hot again and your AC just shuts down. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, maybe your unit is super old and you're like, this isn't going to last much longer. Be proactive about it. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Go to edsairconditioning.com to set your appointment. They handle your plumbing needs as well. They've been doing it since 2006 throughout South Florida. That's EDS Air Conditioning. Go to edsairconditioning.com. Tina's off to, well, the home team at three. But then 
on a bus with pregnant women 16 hours. What could go wrong? Uh, have a great bachelor party, a bachelorette party, by the way. Thank you. I can't wait to tell you all about it when and I get back. And you're going to go to the Angel Wings or whatever. Those I've already are. been to the Angel Wings, so I don't need to go there. Yeah, I bet you're going to go there. I'm sure we will. Yeah, it's if it's not a real bachelorette party. This no. is the law. It's not a bachelorette party till you go to the Wings, okay? Yes, exactly. Right. So prepare for Tina to have 15 pictures from there. I'm not going 15 <laughs> pictures later. She's Tina Costanza. I'm Ken Levick, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.